Extra, extra. Read all about it. Area Man Creates Podcast. Welcome to episode two of Area Man. This was a conversation I recorded in mid-May, actually, before I even had uh, done episode one. I was trying to just figure out kind of the format, how to record on Skype, and, you know, what the general vibe would be of these podcasts. And so I called in a few friends to help me out, and one of those friends was... uh, Dan Setzler, also known as Danny Setz. It's his stage name because he's an artist. Uh, I've known Dan 20 years. Um, First introduced to him through a girl I went to high school with who was dating him. And he had been on Road Rules. And if you are too young to remember how big a deal MTV was... For anybody who's 40 and up, MTV was a cultural phenomenon in the 80s and into the 90s, and Real World was one of the first really popular reality shows. They sort of created the genre, created the format, and then the spinoff, Road Rules, was never quite as popular as Real World, but it had a following, and, and Dan auditioned and ended up on road rules so knowing he was from minnesota we all kind of got behind watching this dude and uh once i got to know him i was like he's a cool fucking guy and he's philosophical he's funny as shit um he plays music and sings he's just an all-around deep dude with a little bit of a peter pan quality i mean he's every bit the dude i met when he was in his early 20s and he doesn't really look much older than that and he's got kind of a young energy about him so the conversation was fun free-flowing I uh, learned some stuff and I uh, hope you enjoy too Danny Sets, Area Man episode 2 and I don't know just hanging out on a farm in Tennessee Nashville is, is that where you are on a farm yeah, it's like a 300-acre ranch kind of farm. They don't really – they do corn on it this year. Sometimes they do soybeans, and I think they – I don't know, maybe 70 80% of the land they, they farm. Like someone else does it, but this family's uh, been around um, on this property for, I don't know, since 1800. So How, how the fuck did yeah. you end up there? Yeah. How are I, you uh, – Well, Nashville, I came down here like 10, 12 years ago, made a couple really good friends, and – the one good friend of mine, uh, Tommy, he's like a kind of renaissance guy. He's like a horse guy around here. There's a bunch of billionaire, millionaire horse farms. Like I'm in this valley where it's like this, there's like a lazy river winding through it, you know, and it's just like lush, like 20 minutes outside the city, Nashville. Like, like, the, like the Apple River? Yeah. You, you go out there with your case it's of beer? Ex- yeah, <laughs> but it's like even, it's even more picturesque. It's like, it's like. 40 yards, 50 yards across and never gets like deeper than like eight feet and just lazy river. Yeah. It's legitimately and, a party river, like a inner tube party river. Well, it... yeah, people don't use it that much, but oh. legitimately you can put in like at one spot and take it for two and a half hours and you can like come back to where you were almost like a three, four minute walk or something like that. Oh, it just winds through the valley. It's crazy. And you yeah, have... so, so that river is about like, three quarters of our border 
So okay. it's crazy on this property. Yeah, so beautiful. You have- so yeah, I hooked it up through my buddy Tommy like 12 years ago. He was li- he was living here and working on the property, and um, and then I'm just kind of a house sitter, I guess. So you've been down rent. there for 12 fucking years. No, no, I've I've come I've come back and forth. This is my third time down here. Oh, yeah. So what you go down there and you 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 burn out and then come back or what, what why, why the back yeah, and forth pretty much well pretty much you know i mean i've come down here to do music or whatever but i mean i really haven't done the music like i haven't gotten into the scene and that kind of stuff so the first time i came down here i followed a girl the second time i came down here i just I followed a different girl with my boy tommy you know no well no my my guy tommy you know okay and uh and then um and then I came back down this time because I knew that he needed someone to live in this place. And, uh, and you know. Yeah. Do you have responsibilities so, on the farm at all other than breathing yes. and stretching? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Breathing and stretching. It's part of my <laughs> – it's a part of my um, – <laughs> yeah, part of my rent. So I get cheaper rent. So I got to mow the yard okay. during the summer uh, and then uh, just do other stuff like – help out in the spring and fall cleanups and uh, take the, take the mom and pa to the airport. Like they travel everywhere. So like six, seven times a year, I'm driving them from really from there. Yeah. Like, like, like Christmas? a 35 minute drive. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it look, you know, it looks like utopia in your TikToks and your Instagrams and stuff. It looks like you're fucking just like, you got nothing but birds and trees and all that shit around you. And you just, yeah, it's, it's beautiful, man. It's yeah. It's really crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of out here in the middle of nowhere, though. Like I, I can't see anybody. Like uh, it's, you know, I'm a third of the, a third of the, mi- or a third mile in from the front gate where the two houses are. So you can't. I mean, nobody sees me. So it's kind of crazy. So how far from like uh, the downtown scene are you? Like 20 minutes. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And you said you don't so. do that. You're not. You're not really doing any of that shit. Well, going and doing like songwriter nights, yeah, for sure. But I'm not like doing. I'm not doing it like I haven't kicked it in gear or anything like that. Why? So just writing songs. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know if that's my lifestyle. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> like, I mean, I've played in bars a lot, you know, and uh, so I don't know. What does I don't that know. mean? I, mean I, don't know if this, I don't know if the songwriting is my Like you don't think you're good enough to make it or you just don't enjoy it like you thought you were going to? I enjoy it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought I kind of thought that's what you were down there doing. I mean, just from talking yeah. to Darjus and stuff, and but I well, guess I haven't talked what, to you in a long time. That's what I set out to do, um, but I just haven't really wanted to do it. I've, you know, I'm doing a lot of creative stuff, but um, yeah, I know, just post I, I just posted on Instagram that I was about to record a pod, and I wasn't sure if I should say a musician, an aspiring <laughs> comedian. So I just said a former child star. <laughs> Perfect. You're I mean, a former child honestly, star, right? That's the, that I am a former, well, <laughs> a former like, you know, twenty-something star. Yeah, you were you were a child star. That's <laughs> I mean, that's how I that's how I first got introduced to you. You were you were yeah. Dan from Road Rules. Man, you were famous. You were famous, I, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I mean, people recognize me, but I don't know. It really wasn't. It was like more like. I was on a game show or something, you know. Is that what it like felt like? Celebrity, yeah. You didn't feel like yeah. a celebrity? I mean, I just took some pictures with people, and I mean, I never, yeah, I don't really, I never felt like a celebrity. Because back then, I mean, that was when was that? Late nineties. 
Yeah, that was what 90, year exactly? Eight, 98, was it 98? 2000, 2004 was the last time I was doing it. Oh, really? 2004 was yeah. the last time you did like a challenge yeah. or whatever? Yep. Yeah. Do they ask you back to do that shit ever? Yep. Yeah. They do? For, you know, yeah, for sure. They, they, it's totally by invite. You know, if you, you know, the first few times I had like romantic kind of things. So like it, that's why they want me back. Because if you're not fucking or fighting, like, right. they don't, they don't want you back. Yeah, they want drama. You know? And back when I was on it, like it was, it wasn't so crazy, you know. But then, like, you know, once, like, they came through, like, Jersey Shore and that kind of stuff, like, it was just all about, like, partying in hot tubs and, like, just yeah. hooking up. And you know what I mean? Like, we – it wasn't as crazy back then. Now, yeah, it's, like, I, you, you know people are getting crazy just to be crazy. That's part of what they expect out of these guys now? It just seems like it, I guess. I don't know. Is that why you I mean, don't back, do it? I mean, if you go back and look, it's pretty tame compared to, like, what – Yeah, I haven't – I'd have to go back. Can you find that? I suppose it's on YouTube or something. I remember watching when you were on and being like, fuck yeah. Because you know how Minnesotans are. It's like anybody who does something who's from Minnesota, it's like there's an added, like, yeah. fucking, I think, like, he's like, he, he's one of us. Yeah. I mean, it was. Oh, yeah, was, man. Yeah. But it was, I remember watching it and being pretty, like, fired up because, you know, because of Jody, we knew who you were. So we felt like we were, like, yeah. all, we all knew your vibe and everything like that. And yeah. I think you were, like, you, you were one of the better athletes, so you competed pretty well with the challenges and shit like that. Didn't you do pretty well, if I remember correctly? Yeah, they were. I mean, most of the people were most of the people weren't athletes, actually. Like mm. they were. There was a lot of like you know rip dudes, and like whatever. When I first was going there, I was kind of like, all right, fuck, I'm gonna have to go up against these guys. And it, you know, they always had to do competitions and stuff that were like, I mean fair body size body wise you know yeah. like you know you yeah. couldn't have like you know like a bench press contest like because you had like guys like me you know that are smaller or like you know girls going up against huge dudes and that you, so you always had to do like like body weight stuff where you'd have to hang from stuff or like right. uh, you know endurance um, yeah endurance kind of things that everybody the, the playing field is kind of level on it so but yeah so then i've been i'd go up against these guys and yeah i was just i was at first i was kind of intimidated but then by like the second or third show i was kind of like <laughs> you kind of became yep, a man just, a, just another just another non-athlete <laughs> i remember i actually remember you know johnny bryant i i remember we yeah. used to debate whether or not you were a good athlete or not because you yeah. did so well and i remember we were like Either he's going against guys who aren't that athletic, or he's a fucking legit athlete. We, we, I think yeah. we'd go back and forth, and we couldn't figure it out. But then, weren't you a state champion in like football or something too? So you played sports. I play, yeah, I played sports. I was three sports, like all all the way through baseball, football. Yeah, and yeah. So you were. Legit so athlete. I mean, I was always playing. Yeah. And oh, most yeah. of those guys are nerds, right? Most, I mean, sports wise, most of those guys that on those shows. The ones that, yeah, for all the years that I went on it, like, none of them, like, had a, you know, none of them were in three sports all the time playing sports right. like me. Yeah, you know, they might have played one sport or something like that, but, yeah. So, so what happened? So, did you just decide you didn't want to do those anymore? Because now the money is pretty, I mean, the money's different now, too, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Were you making no, any like money I, doing that? They just didn't ask me back anymore. The last one I was on, I kind of just didn't oh. really give them anything, and I didn't hook up yeah, with anybody, it. and... They're just yeah. like, because I'm not a fighter. You ain't going to get me fighting anybody. So the yeah. only thing I could do is be like a lover kind of guy. And I just didn't hook up or anything like that. <laughs> Would you do I guess. I, I don't know. They don't call me back. I mean, I've, yeah. I've hit them up. I hit them up a couple years later when I was like. Oh, you did? Low on cash. I was like, oh, yeah. You know, you talk to like the 
producer people or the assistants or the, you know, the casting people. I mean, I sent an email, you know, or a couple or just say, hey, hook me up. What are we doing? You know. And what? But, nothing back? Not, I just, he just didn't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I, mean, I feel like an OG show would be kind of sweet. I think, I mean, I don't know if you'd get, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe the know, time has come. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think just like everybody's too old. Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, who watches MTV? True. You know, is it like. It's, I mean, it's got to be like late teens and 20-somethings, yeah. right? Well, and it's not so. even about MTV anymore. You know what it's about? It's about the viral clips you get from this shit. That's an, that ends up being as valuable probably as the show itself. It probably is now if they're smart, for sure. I mean, are they having like, what, people fighting or something, and then it just goes off on... I hear about it through, yeah, I don't, I don't even know why I know about it. So I mu- it must yeah. get to me somehow, but I don't watch it. I don't even know where MTV yeah. is. I don't even have cable yeah. anymore. Yeah, I don't either. I have no, I have no clue what's going on in that channel, you know, like or I mean, I have no idea of the shows like It would have been interesting though. I mean, if social media existed back then, it would have been a completely different experience for you. I bet you'd still be I'd probably be it, it would be your life, I bet. I mean, for some of those guys it still is, isn't probably, it? Probably, yeah. I've I, yeah, some of the people have parlayed it. Maybe not maybe not back from your stuff. era. Yeah, maybe not back that way. Uh, I mean, I a, a few like Who's that? But, uh, I mean, who's that kid? That kid chick. She's like a reporter. Um, she was a reporter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my boy Theo Vaughn. He's blown up. Oh yeah, he's got a podcast. I, I've heard about his podcast. Yeah, he's podcast stand up. Like, I mean, he's uh, he's crushing it. I mean, he's doing all the podcasts with like Joe Rogan and all those guys, and like all with all those comedians. Yeah, he's a pretty funny dude. I mean, he's been awesome. Like, uh, you know, he's my guy. I watched him for like the last 15 years and like, you know, seeing all of his stand up and how it's progressed. And like, the, he's just kind of gotten more into his like whole Louisiana Southern, just telling stories about back in the day kind of thing and just kind of really owning him, like what, who he is or whatever. But he's blown up. And now, you know, now, I mean, I was watching him four or five years ago do like, you know, a, you know, Mystic Lake Casino for like oh, a really? room of like 40 people, I you know, know, and now, now he's doing, now he's doing like 5,000, 10,000 seat theaters every weekend. So yeah, that that's, that's no joke. I mean, did you ever yeah. think about doing stand up? I mean, you're pretty, I think your TikTok shit is like laugh out loud funny. Thanks dude. But yeah. maybe it's cause I know you. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? A little bit of both. But I don't, I actually don't think I follow Nick Swartzen. He's pretty funny, but I actually find most yeah. comedians like Dane Cook on Twitter. Like he's not funny. Most he's people, not, funny. not at all. Do you follow? Yeah. Any, who do you follow comedian-wise on like uh, social media? Um, social media, I don't follow too many. Like I just Comedians watch stand-ups like Bill Burr, and I watch my guy Theo Vaughn, and uh, um, I mean Chappelle. You know, like I just go like to the stand-up stuff. That's my favorite stuff. Have you ever? Tasted- but. No, no, I've never tried stand up. That I don't know. I've I've never really wanted to. Um, like, but I think in the last couple of years, I maybe just thought about it. Yeah. And like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to just go up and just Dude, have it takes some material and see balls. what it is. Yeah. It takes oh, fucking balls. balls. Oh man, have you done it? No, but I when I lived in LA, it's like I every night I laid in bed and like tried to psych myself up to try it. But then it was like. Yeah. You know, it was like I could find a hundred reasons not to do it and be like, I, I, there's nothing worse to me than a comedian who sucks. And there's nothing better than a comedian who's good. But the risk of sucking is like, oh. I think I'd rather never try. 
I used to work the door at a place called Katana on Sunset Boulevard. I lived out in LA for like four years or whatever, and I was the I was the door guy with a walkie-talkie and a buzz cut and a suit. And, a suit. That's awesome. <laughs> and it was like, I think it was only like two doors down from the comedy store, which yeah. is you know world famous or whatever. And I would Everybody, see these, yeah. yeah, I would see these comedians walk by me. They would, I guess, be walking from their apartment or whatever to go do a, a set, a 15-minute yeah. set, and then they'd walk back home. And so I would see, like, it was before Whitney Cummings was anybody. She would walk by me, and I remember she was, like, yeah. kind of sexy. And I would sit there and go, yeah. God, I, I just wish I had she the rocks. She still is kind yeah, of sexy. She is. Yeah, she is. <laughs> but I wish I had the rocks to do it, and I never did. I think it would be amazing just yeah. to, to, to even fail at it and say you tried it. But I always admire anybody who could get up there and do it. But oh, how does dude, it like, translate? I, how, do you, how do you translate from a funny TikTok because your, your shit is legitimately funny. I would tell you if I didn't yeah. think it was or I wouldn't say anything. But how does that translate to being funny on stage, man? That's fucking tough. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like, like I, I have the utmost respect for anybody, anybody in the entertainment world. Like the stand-up comedians, what they do is just badass. And then when they come to the – and, you know, they make it big or they do the, the movies or whatever, they're always the best. They're always just the coolest because yeah. they've just like – they've been in the trenches for years and years and years, you know, like just, just straight up. I'm going to say some stuff and how are you guys going to react? I, you know, making somebody laughs hard to do. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. in this, in this culture, like, uh, the PC culture, it's different than it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I was listening to Bill yeah. Burr talk about that. I think probably on Rogan or something. And it's like, yeah, well, to go up there stand up. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fucking awesome. But I mean, you, you offend people now and it's like, it's career suicide. So it's like, can you really be funny and go up there and do some PC shit? Like, I mean, you can't like you, it's hard. It's hard to pull it off and let, I mean, Burr's established, but I don't know how you'd come up. I don't know how you'd come up and be a comedian unless you're just, I don't know. Who's a good young comedian. I mean, Swartzen's not young. He's by the way from Minnesota, but he's 40 something. Are there any good? Oh, what's well, young, name? I don't know about young. I think that, like, you know, PC, there's definitely some people that have material out there that, like, it is, you know, under the guy, under the, the, the umbrella of PC. But, you know, like, the comedians that are that are anything that are good, they're just the most real. Like, you know, the most, that's where comedians to me are, you know, and the whole, and so, you know, like a Bill Burr guy, like he, that guy, that's just his, that's him up there, you know, like that yeah. is all of his stuff. And, um, I think that, you know, like the whole PC thing. Yeah, you're right. Like it's, it's got it's more PC, but, or not, not, not PC thing, but the people saying stuff about it or, you know, that you, you know, as that, like being a comedian and you just get roasted. Well, it's because of social media being out there and everybody can have an instant opinion about it. Right. And so, and it sits there and it's written out and you can just look at it and talk about it and you'd be pissed three years later about it. Right. But people just need to fucking chill out and need to realize that this is like, it's like watching a movie, you know, like you can't be pissed at, anything they say you know what i mean like you're going for entertainment you're going to watch this person or you're going to listen to what they're saying and it's just like watching a movie like you know like you can't it's the same it's entertainment like some of it's real some of it's not real but you can't be like pissed at someone for their political satire in one of their sets i don't think because it's basically like then what are you going to do like you can see some of the worst shit possible in movies you you know you have some right. of the worst people possible 
You know what I mean? And yeah, there's something about um, that format though, where it's like people are willing to they're willing to suspend their disbelief or suspend their, their I don't even know how you'd phrase it, but it's like since it's in that context, you totally. can have you can have just a racist fucking. Oh, and by the way, they always paint the people that are, I shouldn't say always, but a lot of times in film, they paint the people that are sort of like gratuitously evil as bad guys. They're rarely the heroes. Yeah. So it's easier yeah. to, it's easier to be on the right side of things. But when a Bill Burr goes up there and he says that uh, we shouldn't necessarily be saluting, you know, military workers who don't actually fight in combat and stop calling yeah. them heroes. I mean, dude, yeah. there's a lot of truth in that, but it's like, yeah. do you have walls to say that on stage? I mean- I don't think I do. I worry about like, I don't know. I worry about what my fucking mom thinks or something. I just think it's amazing when comedians can do that and just go, just go for it. Go all the yeah, just go for it. And by the way, that's probably the key to being successful if you don't give a fuck about what people think. Yeah. Well, know. it is. It really is, you know. And but that doesn't mean like you're gonna go out there and like you know just have shit coming out of your mouth and just like controversial shit, you know. That's the same <laughs> for being just real, you know, Peace like play. being. Yeah, being vulnerable and just saying everything, you know, like, you know, it might it might be really, you know, vulgar or might be really, you know, politically incorrect or something. Or you could be like the sweetest person on earth. But if you like get down to like the vulnerable, real stuff, that's what it's just the transfer of energy, you know, like any any kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To me, it's if you can get up there and do that. I'm jealous of those people. Do you you write jokes like you're by yourself with your two dogs that I, I know yeah. from, from social oh, media. Yeah. What are their names? I got uh, little Sergio's the five pound chihuahua, and then Buddy Boy's the lab mix. He's like eight years old, nine years old. So do you three yeah, sit they're... around and write write jokes, or are you just? Oh you... man, yeah. no, I mean I don't write jokes. No, I don't write jokes. Um, so I you'd think, never be uh, a stand up then, because you got to write jokes to be a stand up. Yeah, you... for sure. I mean, you. I mean. I don't know. It's like going up and performing. It's like, I don't know, learning, learning a song or a cover song to go and perform in front of people would be kind of the same thing. You know, like I'm just going for a different, instead of a laugh, I'm going for, you know, getting people to clap or feel it. Would you ever, would you ever incorporate your music into jokes like Sandler used to do, or I don't know who else, Jimmy Fallon was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really written like funny songs or like, you know, tried to do that. Um, but yeah, I would. I don't know. I just got to write more songs is my problem. So what is it? What is it that you're what is it that you want to do when you grow up? Yeah, right. Um, honestly, I've uh, I've whittled it down to a little bit more. Nothing more than I just want to kind of promote positivity kind of every day with people and help people out in terms of um a, a big thing for me is like that whole breathing stretching thing and yeah what is that po- posture and um uh, the breathing stretching um i just wanted to do originally just wanted to do videos um that was something that i could do that was just wildly positive and um i actually wanted to just get my mom stretching so you <laughs> know that, like I, you is know, that really, I lo- is that really yeah, what yeah like i was like i kept trying to like get her to like stretch you wanted to get your whatever. mom to breathe in- <laughs> yeah you're yeah. fucking you're fucking with me no that's There's really no why way. i started doing it because she wouldn't like i'd tell her all the time or you know i mean i don't live in the same places or anymore but i'd be like around her and i'd be like let's do this and she would never do it so and that's years of me trying to get her to just 
breathe and stretch with me, you know. And but then I decided to put it on Facebook because I thought that might like pressure like her friends and stuff and her you know her sisters seeing it. Didn't work, but she's done it a couple times. Oh, has she? She watches it, and I think she'll she'll breathe, you know. But I wanted to do like the most simple thing that anybody could do. Sure. You know, and just a break, just like a. Well, I couldn't tell. You know, I hadn't seen you in a long time, and I don't, I don't remember. I must have just looked at your Facebook or something, and uh, maybe Geeves or somebody told me to check it, or Darges or something. And at first, I thought you were joking, but then I was like, he's not breaking character. This is either like Uh an unbelievable commitment to character, like Ali G style, (laughs) or like like, is this boring character to come up with, (laughs) or not though? Like that's how I bust out of my acting career, (laughs) or not though? Like your commitment. It, it, I literally watched probably, I don't know. I mean, I didn't watch the whole video, but I probably no. saw a dozen days before I was like, I don't think he's fucking around, but maybe he still is fucking around. Like, <laughs> you literally got up almost every day, right? And set the camera up. I mean, yeah, I did it for like two, three days and I'd put it down for a week or something. And yeah, but it, it, was, yeah, it yeah. was pretty consistent over a period of time. Yeah. It was performance art. It was. It yeah. is performance art. Yes. I mean, you it's got it comedy. right, dude. It's a comedy it, bit, right? It is. Okay. No, I mean, now, I honestly, I'm glad. That's that's really awesome that you, like, <laughs> that makes me so happy. Um, like, <laughs> I mean, I did this to, like, have people do it and breathe and stretch with me because it's just positive and, like, it might make people's day better, you know? But, like, the energy that people return back to me is, like, ultimate, you know, whether it's them saying that they did it or making fun of me for doing it or like your reaction's hilarious dude like that was like it took you through a whole thing. i don't i still don't know what to believe <laughs> it took you through a whole thing i don't know what to believe. i want you to i want you to believe that it's all a bit and i want you to tell everybody that it's a bit yeah it's it might be better. the it's it, way it, better it might be one of the funniest bits i've ever seen i'm still not convinced <laughs> it, it didn't change your mom's body or lifestyle but it made no, me laugh. it did not at all. It did did not you really all. get feedback from people? Yeah, I get people for sure. I mean, I do a live feed, so I mean, people are comment while I do it, you know. But yeah, I mean, so, you know, people that I work with, or you know, whenever I see people, you know, they, get, I half people give me the whole breathe and stretch thing. You know, most people are totally positive, but and people, some people give me shit. Like Darges, he gave me shit for it. He sent me a video of his kids playing in the front yard. And he's like, oh, I just think I'll get a breathing stretch situation in here. And he, like, did this whole, like, yeah. looking, walking around like a velociraptor. I'm just, glad Dar- <laughs> I'm just glad Darge still talks to me. He's too fucking successful now. Uh, you know the what? fact that he he's... still wants to be friends with me, I'm just, I'm pretty flattered by that. God, I know. Well, I mean, just, like, for the Christmas gifts alone, it's worth it, dude. So He doesn't, just, give, like, he doesn't give me Christmas gifts. <laughs> That's what the fuck? <laughs> Does he give you bottles of whiskey or something? Really high-end bottles of liquor, I bet. No, no. But, like, when I'm over there, he makes me drink them. Yeah. Sorry, you drink liquor anymore, though. Yeah? <clears throat> no, it's like... Too old to metabolize it? I think so. I mean, I think just, like, you know, just drinking, like, for, you know, 15 years, you know, on and off, like, whatever. I think my liver is just kind of like, nah. I can have some light beers now, but if I have like a shot of whiskey or really <laughs> like a One mixed shot. drink, like it just like I get the worst. It's like alcohol poisoning hangovers till like six the next day. Like that's fucked like for up. one Man. shot. You know, I know. Like, I, yeah, I don't get it from that, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, your body yeah. changes. 
Do you, are you yeah, are, yeah. are you a weed guy or anything? Do you do anything? Well, yeah, I'll smoke some. I'll smoke some dope, like just like sit yeah. around. Yeah, I mean, and I go on and off. Like this past year, I went like two, three months being totally sober. I've done that like two, three times this year, and just get away from it all and not, you know, just kind of get a clear head. Do you like being sober better? I don't know that I do. I tried um, it. I it's funny. You, it's funny you ask that. Well, um, I I don't like <laughs> like going through it, but I like the the. I feel better about myself, like after when I'm sober, you know, like, you know, Psychologi- I'm, like, I'm kind of psychologically for sure. Like, so I like it better, you know, like it's kind of, um, you know, you gotta like, I'm, you know, like I said, I kind of went sober for a while and then I kind of came back to having some beers at night and like, um, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? I, it, it's, yeah, you just feel better about yourself. So, but isn't that conditioning kind of? That's what I've tied. I've kind of like yeah. I've doubled well, yeah. back on it. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what I was trying to say. Like, you just have to. De- I mean, you got to fucking deal with your emotions and shit, you know. And so it's like, and my thoughts, you know. I've had like this past like two three months. I've had crazily wild. My thoughts have just been going everywhere, wildly creative, and really positive actually. And it's been I've kind of had to ride this wave of like is this like anxious negative energy or is this like a fucking fire? You know, like, do I need to learn how to control this? You know, like, like, this is what I want. This is my, that's energy. Like, you know, that nervous, like, you know, getting on stage kind of feeling that, that pit in your stomach, like I'm starting to realize and starting to view it more as like, you know, I'm not nervous. Yeah. Like try, if you're ever in that, like someone was saying like, you know, keep just saying, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. Not I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I'm, I'm negative on this. I'm That's excited for it. Cause that energy is fucking so much. You know what I mean? It's so much, you know, when you get like stage fright or you like have that, it's like this pit in your stomach and your, but it's, but you're up. I mean, you cannot, I mean, you could not take a nap if you tried like during. Right. It's almost, moments. it's almost like a mania. I know what you're saying. As yeah. A, as yeah. A person, but it, yeah. harness, harnessing it is the kind of the skill, right? Yeah. You got to rise the wave and keep breathing through it. You know, like, don't get, don't get nervous. This isn't bad. This is a, all right, let's, you know, let's go. So what do you do then? Oh, you it's pouring out of you. You're well, right. yeah. So well, what'd you say? Pouring out are of you? Me? No, no. <laughs> When it's pouring out of you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Are you well, that's writing? What I'm are you? I mean, you're saying you're getting this sitting in your in your apartment, or you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like when I'm, you know, when when I've been sober, like the energy and starts to flow, and like the, you know, my thoughts are going more, and I'm breathing and stretching and just really getting flexible and like really like uh, my circulation is just on fire. So yeah, like extra energy. And this this last time where I was like. God, I gotta go get like I gotta go get a, some beer, you know. And I hadn't drank for like two, three months or whatever. And like, I was just like, I need to just stop all these thoughts and all this. Like, it's like too much, but it was all good. It wasn't bad, you well, know. Kind so, of, kind of help me understand what you're saying though. Like, creatively, um, is it, is it, is it jokes? Creative, is it yeah. music? Is it is it is yes, it like yep. texting ex girlfriends? Ideas? Um, no, not so much that. Like, what? No, just creative stuff. Just creative. I mean, maybe texting ex girlfriend like something funny or you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah. whatever. If she if she still not thinks like you're a, funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, test out my material. No, Make sure so yeah. Her husband's um, asleep before you text her. Yeah. 
I know that is the that is the weird part. Like you're like Facebook and people that like yeah. are married and that kind of stuff. It's like what's that? I don't know if that's you know is that uh, like in, so, in some instances you just kind of feel weird about it. Well, yeah, even if it's innocent, it's, you're like, oh, this might, yeah, oh, it's yeah, yeah it might land. I'm an innocent guy. I would yeah, never, yeah. you know, like I I I I err on the side of like being totally like don't talk to this person if, if you know if it's like an issue with somebody or whatever. I have a question for you about creativity. I had this conversation with some, so I've recorded a couple of these, you know, the idea I'm just trying to figure out if it's, I know it's fun to do. I'm just trying to figure out if it's something I want to keep doing or if there's a way to make money doing it or, or whatever. But I had this conversation about creativity and as it relates to like Facebook or social media, you know, in your case, let's say Instagram or TikTok, And I feel like in a way, social media has kept me from pursuing like a creative life uh as as a career because it's like i get to i get to like barf up these like let's say it's let's say i get a creative idea i just barf it up on facebook in a fucking little one-liner and then i and then i scratch that itch whereas 20 years ago it would have gone into like a a fucking creative diary or maybe it would have become part of a screenplay or some other way to monetize it instead now it's like i'm it's like i'm masturbating all the time my creativity out Versus yeah. building up to a like a love scene where I get paid. Yeah. Does that yeah. do you do you find that like social media uh, helps your creative process or is it a way of actually releasing the valve and then you never actually do anything other than just burp up TikToks every three days that are fucking super funny? But yeah. TikToks TikToks making money off your content, not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, is that yeah? It, like to me, that in a way, social media has been a huge detriment to the creative world in that in that way. You know, I, I don't know if I'm explaining that very well, but you well, understand what I'm saying? I, I don't think I, I mean, I, I think it's more of how it's a more personal thing, how you use it. Like, you know, like I, I'm kind of the same way you're, 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 you're talking about, like where it, like, um, but if you use it as your creative media that, I mean, that you just pump a bunch of content out and like, you know, you're not like thinking about like what it's going to be or, you know, use it as like, a, it's your art, it's your whatever, like it can, it can make your creativity flourish. That's actually what the TikTok videos have done for me. Like I'm starting to make stuff, you know, just unadulterated, not thinking. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at the views like anybody else does, you know, like I want something to blow up, but like I'm doing that shit like for like, cause it's enjoyable. Like, and it's like, that's sparking all this creativity in me, making me write songs more, making me do stuff more. And it's because, um, but is it energy? Is it energy you would maybe put into fucking writing an album? If you didn't have an outlet that was so simple and easy and, you know, so plug and play, that's what I always wonder. I mean, there's no way necessarily to measure it, but I, I sort of feel that way sometimes. Like, you know, if I'm always, well, you, I mean, I feel like, I mean, you're, like your personality and like your creativity is awesome to me. Like you have a lot of that in you and like, yeah, I mean, if the, if the one video and the one liner a couple times a week, like makes it so you don't have the need to like go create in other aspects, then I don't think it's like you're wasting it. I think that that's probably just what you want to want to do or not want to do. Oh, there, there's no doubt about yeah. it that I want to yeah. do it. But sometimes I yeah. wish I maybe had the patience, you know, like, yeah. It's like 
I get excited about what I think is a really witty idea and I just yeah. burp it up in Facebook and I get fucking 27 likes. Yeah. And it's like that, that idea dies, lives and dies in that 18 minute span. And I sometimes think God, if it was like 1985 yeah. and I had a really good idea, maybe I would make it part of a character. But go on. I don't know. And yeah. then and do a screenplay. I, I've never made well, a dime. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about content. You're talking about all that. Like, I mean, I'm watching Gary V, like all of his stuff right now. And he gets to be a little much, you know, whatever. But he's really hitting all this, like, Who's Gary V? And just put, what's that? Who's Gary, Gary V? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Gary v. You got to check him out. I mean, he's, uh, he? he's, a, he's a guy that um, came up um, in like 2005, 6, 7. I don't know his whole story. He's an entrepreneur business guy. And he um, he got in early, um, like he made a name for himself, like in a bunch of online shops. He's a hustler, wheeler, dealer kind of guy out of New Jersey or New York or whatever. And um, but he got in early with like Twitter and like put in on, on I think like in some of the, the early, you know, big social media whatever is right now. And he has like an online wine store. He's just an overall entrepreneur guy. But um, he's Sounds really awesome. like outspoken, real brash, just like throws f bombs, and he's in New York, you know. Where do you find him? Like mental. YouTube videos or social media? Oh yeah, where? yeah, oh yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary, he goes by Gary V, V E E, and um, he's awesome. Uh, he's doing uh, Facebook uh, every morning, uh, weekday mornings. Go, uh, I think it's like eight or nine Eastern, and he's doing just calling people, calling in to and doing what we're doing, and. Um, and he's, you know, he's really like just all about like, you just got to start pumping out the content, be the most authentic, real self, real person that you can be like, go just crazy on your authentic self, you know, like, and you know, like that you're talking about, you know, putting out your posts and whatever, but like, you know, and just like me, like we haven't, you don't put out the content and keep, you know, like doing it more and making like these kind of big planned out things, you know, cause right. you talk about, you want to monetize whatever you're doing. Well, it'd be nice to make it. a living. It'd be cool to make a living yeah, being creative. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what every musician, yeah. comedian, actor, I, mm -hmm. I mean, fuck, you know, the idea of, of not just having to race home and do creative shit after your day job yeah. would be, would be the ultimate. I don't even care about getting rich. I, I just would like to be able yeah. to do it for a living and yeah. pay my bills. Yeah. You but gotta it's, talk, you got to watch this guy. Like that's what he's all about. Just, find your overall happiness. If you have a shit job or like, you know, make your money and do that for six, seven years, whatever, but then every night come home and work on what your passion is or what it is. And he's just, he, and he wants you to use social media. Like he's just like all about the TikTok. He's all about just pumping content out there because there's no bad, it's like no bad content and just get people involved with your story, you know, the stories that you create, the creativity that you put out there would be amazing. But then just the fact of you like putting your story out there and then gaining followers and like the real way to gain followers as opposed to like, you know, trying to just uh, like one off, sell them, some one off sell them on something or, you know, get them to like one of your videos. You got to like build the following and build the reputation and like people will people will follow your story if your story is authentic and you keep coming at them with it, you know, cause, right. you're, cause your personality would, would blow up. Like, you know, like there's, there's a, there's a thousand people or 500,000 people or a million people out there that would like be all about your story and the stuff that you create and whatever. I mean, I know that for a fact, just 
just knowing you, you know, like I, the stuff, the stuff you come up with, you know, is that what you're but, trying to do? Yeah, your, for sure. With... For sure. Um, uh, I don't know how I'm doing it yet and where I want, I mean, I, yeah, I want to, cause I want to put stuff out there. That's really positive. Like I said, breathing and stretching. I'm all about people's posture and, you know, just their focus in the days of like really trying to, you know, alleviate pain. Everybody's walking around with either lower back pain or they got pain in their knees or, you know, and, you know, they're walking around like this all the time, you know, like you got, you know, like, and people are always like letting gravity just act on them all day long. And they're like, well, why do I have this pain? And I'm like, well, there's some shit you could do, you know, like it's, it's not, it's, you know, I really, I like want to help people. So there's like a, a big part of me that does that. And that's like me, like, I'm always just like doing stupid stretches and like yoga kind of stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, like, are you a I'm yoga all, guy? I do that. Well, I took a couple of classes of yoga, like, I don't know, 15 years ago and just kind of learned what it was about. And then now I just do it on my own. I'm seriously just breathing and stretching at night, like standing on one leg and like doing lunges and like, just like, I don't know if you've seen any of my, I, I put a video up. That's like, I use those, uh, those, those stretch bands, those, uh, the da- know, those when you dance? bands. The yeah. TikTok. Did you see yeah. it? Yeah. You saw yeah. that one. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Like using that kind of stuff, like standing on one leg with your knee bent and like just trying to come up with really efficient moves that everybody can do. That's like helps their, helps their posture. Cause you know, my sister, yeah, my sister was yeah. an early yogi. She has, she has yoga studios. Yeah. She owns, she oh, has she a does. place in Stillwater and she's got a yeah. other one in, uh, where's the other one? White Bear Like, And now that, you know, with this quarantine yeah. shit and whatnot, they've had to close down. So they've, they're doing yeah. online stuff. Online and, stuff. Yeah. yeah she, she's a big proponent of that stuff. And I've taken a few classes. I, I mean, you're hundred percent correct. There is something that happens to your body when you do that stuff. And if you do it consistently you stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it's simple. It's simple. It's like your your body loves oxygen. Every cell in your in your whole body loves oxygen. And when you stretch out and you breathe deeper, you get way more oxygen. And like flexibility equals circulation equals more oxygen. So if you sat here right now and like did like ten huge big breaths and like you would actually change you would actually change the chemistry of your body. You'd be putting more O2 into you. You know, like, like rich people pump that shit into their houses, you know, like, um, uh, athletes, they use it to recover faster, you know, like, and it's like, you're starting to sound kind of like a guru, like a, well, I kind of, I mean, I kind of am a little bit in a lot of this kind of stuff. Like I've been following like uh, Wim Hof. I don't know if you know about this guy, uh-uh. you got to check this dude out. He's like, he's this dude from, um, uh, uh, Amsterdam or one of the one of those Dutch countries, whatever. Um, and he uh, he's like breaking records of like he's like taking people. He they call him Ice Man. He hangs out in like he'll submerge himself entirely in ice, like a cooler, and have his arm outside, like for them to like these scientists to hook him up. Yeah, high fives <laughs> and hooking him up. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and so they'll do these tests on him. And he, through breathing, he can, and his mind, he can raise his core temperature in that environment. Okay. And he's like doing like crazy stuff, like taking people to the top of like Mount Kilimanjaro, like people like you and me, people that are 60, 70 with asthma, they have no shirts on, 
and they just go up in shorts and hiking boots and no previous like hiking whatever and they they're doing it in record time and they're all going up with without fucking shirts on he's he's climbed mount everest no fucking shirt on so you're talking you're talking you're talking about like a level of mental toughness that our society has gone the exact other way in the last you dude you just got exactly what it's all about like yeah mental toughness that's that's centered on your breath and being able to um um like fight your your they call it the reptilian mind or like you know your fight or flight mind like that kind of thing Hmm. and when you go to your breath in those times of he uses cold to like make his his mind tough so he'll put himself and he'll be out in the cold and if you sit there and do these deep breathing techniques while you do it your body like charges up and like heats itself it's crazy man it's how did you shit. how did you how did you first get exposed to this sort of stuff i mean who, who sent you down this just path? breathing and stretching just breathing and stretching and no you know like um yeah but somebody must have inspired for... you somebody inspired you i mean other than just wanting to get your mom to breathe and stretch you yeah, must have right? been was there a book or something you read? No, man. I really, I really came to the, my my stretching or whatever on kind of on my own terms. Like, I don't know, like my early 20s when I got out of college and I started just, I kind of got rid of all my sports except for golf. You know, all the sports just kind of faded away and I started playing music. And, uh, but the stretching, I've just always like tried to figure that shit out like um kind of i'm always just trying to make symmetry in my body are you a uh, fix my posture you know are you a are you a spiritual guy a religious guy is this an extension of that at all or is it completely separate um, yeah because um, yeah my religious my i'm a i'm a, like I, I don't know what you'd call it like a naturalist like my religion is like i see the beauty and the perfection of the world around me and that kind of lets me know that there's something there that's a force that's like perfect that's out Mm. there you know that's like a reason for living that's what i kind of believe in so yeah so like my body and my posture and my breathing it all is with like the nature and the fact that everything that's out there is is made up of the same shit that I'm made up of. Right. So yeah. So yeah, that's my spirituality for Try sure. Try to be in harmony kind of with the world. Well, yeah. You. I mean, it's all systems, you know, like everything that's out there, like, you know, like, a, like the water cycle, the nitrogen cycle, everything like that. Like, it's all just this, like, you know, recycling in this, like, like balance, everything pretty much trying to get to the middle of the pH scale. Right. You know, do so you meditate? Um, I mean, I breathe and stretch. Yeah. You know? that is so, yeah. And right? when I go to when I go to breathing, um, I'm, there's a definitely meditative components to it all the time. You know, just the focus on your breath so that you're living in the moment, forgetting your past. Yeah, that's what that does. Thinking about the future. Yeah. yeah when, when you know, you, when you and I'm, you know, I'm not anywhere near the level you are with this. But when I've tried yeah. to do this sort of experimentally. Yeah. When you focus on your breath, you you actually bring it's like you bring your brain back inside your body, yeah. as opposed to being I don't know in the fucking Metrodome in 1987 or something thinking about Kirby yeah. or you, you you start to realize yeah. that your your brain literally live not literally it figuratively lives outside of you 100 percent of the time unless you consciously yes. bring it back yes. in and when you do bring it in and you sit in that state for 
yeah. as long as you can hold it and, and, and it's hard to hold it because it I think thoughts are like junkyard dogs, right? They're always trying yep. to get out of the fucking chain link fence. But yep. if you find a way to hold it inside there, there's like a, uh, there's like a very, um, what's the word? It's like a exhilarating or, yeah. or it, it's, it's eye-opening. It's enlightening. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. It's enlightening, enlightening for sure. but, I, but I can't hold it that long. It like, it's like it wants to get out. You know, like thoughts you have, like you ever think about yourself dying? If I ever try to think about myself dying, it, mm-hmm. it's an abstract thought, but for a millisecond, I can process the concept on a real level, but it's like a millisecond. And then my brain yeah. does some shit to make sure I don't have to process it. To mm-hmm. me, the, the breathing and getting myself centered is the same kind of concept in that I can only hold it for just short periods of time. And, and maybe it's something you get better at the more you do it. By far, by far, if you, by far, if you did, if you like, if I said, if you, for one week, I said, you know, breathe for 30 seconds every night in a meditative quality and try to think about and feel what it is like the air going in and out and be in thinking about each breath. So 30 mm-hmm. times you got to think about each breath, right? Okay? You would do it. And like by the third or fourth night, you would notice that you would like go five or six breaths to begin with. And then maybe you could go 12. I mean, it, it, it happens really fast though. Like can you, like, can you eventually live in that state or is that outlandish? Well, no, no. I mean, you it, you just kind of live there longer and easier because your mind starts to realize what you're trying to do. You know, it's like it your mind works with I, you I, after a while. It stops fighting. Well, yeah, you. it's like you. Well, when you start learning stuff, you're you know, you're. I always think about the brain as a CPU. You know, you're you're making the program. The more you focus on something, the more that program gets hammered in there. But then, the more you focus on something or come back to your breath, in this case, the more you do that um, in a day, then your brain is going to like work while you're not thinking about it mm-hmm. because the next day you'll, it's there more without you trying, you know, it's like you, you know, you got to put, you set those programs in motion, but our programs are so set to worry about everything that's outside of us. Like you said, you know, like everything right. that we have no control over the past, which mm-hmm. we definitely don't have any control over <laughs> and the future which like we have like some control over half a percent, but you know, and, but like mostly it's the future thinking about other people or what, what you can't control at all. Right. But you know, but you start to, you start to realize that this and your thoughts and your actual body are the two things that you can control. Mm -hmm. So the more you spend your days in like just percentage wise, you know, if you're loving yourself and you're spending your days inside here, thinking about your breath being in the moment, not worrying about out here, the happier you are, the, mm-hmm. because you know you can't lie to your mind and your heart. You, you like they know you're doing well for yourself. So it's like this whole snowball effect of positivity, you know, because. I think there's like an old, I I think there's an old monk like saying that is something along the lines of being where your brain is, is the actual true enlightenment as opposed to, you know, I, you know, I've, I've heard another saying where like, you know, people who obsess about the future are usually real anxious. Uh, people, people who obsess about the past are depressed, right? Depression is people who look back, anxiety is people who look forward. And the goal is to be, you know, sort of right here. But then you got to be comfortable with who you are too, because if you spend time here, 
then you got to deal with some of the shit that you're maybe avoiding by not being here, whether yeah. it's, like, uh, I don't know, y- your body, what state your body's in or what state your career's in or what state your finances are in or what state your relationship with people. I mean, you have to deal with that shit if you're here. You don't have to deal with that shit if you're out front and you don't have to deal with it if you're behind you looking back at how fucking good you were at football in high school or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there, there's well, a lot that's, of that. that's forward and back, but in the moment dealing with all that stuff, that's still like trying to control things you can't control, you know, like the, that's what I'm saying. The focus has to be different because it's like, um, cause Maybe. it's, cause it's just as futile in the moment to be thinking about those like things you just rattled off so much. It's just as futile to be thinking about the past or the future totally. or whatever. Totally. It's you easy know? to know that. It's easy to know that uh, objectively when you talk about it, but to actually yeah. to, to practice yeah. that. And yeah. it's, I mean, you find so your, ha- the trick for me, the trick is, is to whatever your problem is or whatever moment of the day it is. Like if you want to like get down to focus on something that you love or want for your life, go to the breath. If you're having frustrations, go to your breath, try and get into that state where you are breathing and noticing it and you can multitask noticing your breath you can come in and out of it if you if you start to do it pretty good like you can you can do a bunch of stuff like especially when i'm serving tables or bartending and i'm like i'll be like oh go to your breath and i'll take like five or six good deep breaths where i just i'm in the breath and i feel them whatever and then my next hour just kind of floats by Mm. you know like it's like uh, my mind just kind of resets you know and like when you when you go to the breath it's like restarting your computer you know it's like all the programs kind of just turn you exit out of all the programs control you turn it back on and you yeah you can when you turn it back on like none of those programs are running anymore and you can click on which one you want to go that's kind of how i feel about it yeah i've always you know pot one of the reasons i've always been a proponent of pot is that kind of takes me there it allows me to like uh it allows me to be really conscious of yeah. things like my breath or chewing or, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can go too far and become like paranoid of those Par- things. Paranoid for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, but I've always thought that marijuana was a cheat in a way that helped me get there. Is you find that it does that for you or no? Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, yeah. You hear things better and things just, yeah. You, um, I feel inside myself when I'm high. Yeah. Yeah. It would definitely get you to a point where it's more along the lines of what we're talking about, you know, but I, yeah. You know, what's funny. My, my wife, she's, she was married before she uh, met me and divorced obviously, but uh, her ex-husband, who's the father of my stepson Mm -hmm. uh, was diagnosed with brain cancer about a year ago. And one of the things he's been doing, and I don't have a close relationship with him. I'm just hearing this through my stepson and and stuff. But one of the things he's doing um, is he, you know, he had surgery to have it removed uh, and they got all of it. But one of the things he's doing for his rehab is holding his breath and mm-hmm. practice holding his breath to the point where I think he's up to like the five minute mark or four and a half mm-hmm. minute mark. And, uh, I did a little Googling on it and it's, it's one of those things where it's, 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 there's a lot of gray area about the benefits. Yeah. They think that actually holding your breath will regenerate some brain function and, mm-hmm create like the, there's a very healthy uh byproduct of being able to hold your breath for an extended period of time which i know is not exactly what you're saying but you kind of made me think just 
yeah. the idea of what your breath means. We take it for granted, right? Is there anything we take more for granted than breathing? No, like nothing. Man. It's the first thing you ever did. It'll be the last thing you ever did. And, you know, it's like, it's it's the key. Like, it really like, is. Oxygen is like love is, you know, it really is. Like, the more, I don't know. Because the, the more. Our, heart, our heart beating's right that? up there. Our heart beating yeah. and our breathing, probably. And yeah. I took Kevin Garnett, Garnett for granted when we had him. Because I didn't. <laughs> those three the things. Three biggies. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true, though. How about, awesome. what about this? So. I was pretty stoned last night when I when I messaged you, but you know yeah. the idea of you doing a podcast in that state of being high, where my best yeah. ideas are always born in the fertile soil yeah. of being stoned. Um, the idea of you doing a podcast, I was like, fucking yeah. hey, it seems like that seems obvious to me. That's why I asked you, what if we called yeah. it like breathing and stretching, and you could make it whatever the fuck you want to make it. And I don't know if that means you have people on that you would talk to about it, or if you would just if you would just do s- sermons on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, no, I'm already with you on it. I mean, I hadn't really, wasn't thinking podcast. Um, I mean, I want to do like my YouTube channel with all that stuff and just put out, put out like that kind of stuff. But yeah, podcast. You have a YouTube channel already? I do, but I don't have it. I've just what do you call videos what? up there. Uh, it's what? just Danny sets. Everything's under Danny sets. Your music, everything is under Danny sets. Just well, all my handles are Danny sets. Okay. Yeah. So why yep. would you would you I mean don't you think breathing and stretching would be kind of catchy and fucking I don't know I think so yeah yeah I definitely well I'm all about it like I I want to just start putting out content and I want to do it you know whether it's the uh, two second TikTok or a podcast or right. uh, uh, I mean I have ideas I want to put up on my YouTube channel like my posture kind of um, fundamentals and my breathing fundamentals and then. Also, like even like guided meditations, you know, like just to make it easy on people to just like go to the YouTube channel and you could just watch a five, you could just listen to a five minute video and we could do meditation or I would just take you through it so you don't have to even think about it. I keep you, I'd keep you on the breath and I'd also. What does that mean? What does that mean? You'd, you'd, you'd well, set the pace. Well, I keep you in the breath because you were saying how, you know, when you're, when you're, you know, you're in meditating and you're trying to, but you yeah. always come out of, you so know, how you would you do that? And, well, because you would just be sitting here listening to me okay. and we would say, okay, we're going to take these two minutes or three minutes or whatever. Okay. Hey, what would do you do? Breaths. What would you do I'd right now? Like, if I was like, if this is right, one well, of those we're videos. just going to meditate, keep, you keep breathing with me and just kind of follow what I say. And, but just let your brain kind of. If thoughts come in, that's fine. Accept them, but just say that they can go and always try to come back to the breath. And I'll tell you to come back to the breath. I'll guide you through it. But also, too, just in general, just kind of always be thinking about feeling this. And so we'll just breathe here. And, you know, that we could just do a simple meditative one like that. Let's just do it for 10 breaths. Okay. So we're just going to take 10 breaths and try and be totally. And when I when you breathe, I want you to breathe fully in. Take it in your stomach, your chest, and almost your face. Like you can feel the oxygen coming in through your eyes. So take as much in as you can. And when we relax or when we breathe out, I don't want you to blow it out. I just want you to relax it out. Okay? So just let everything relax. Everything melt. All your shoulder tension, all your every tension relaxes on every breath out. Okay? Let's just do 10. Ready? Breathe in. Relax it out. 
out of my nose or mouth doesn't doesn't matter just as long as you're just like relaxing it out breathe in here and relax it out feel the breath going in and think about the breath coming out so and relax it out breathe in and relax it out Feel all the circulation going from your fingertips and your toes everywhere on the breathe in. And relax it out. Three more. Big breaths. And relax it out. Think about how good the breath feels going in and out. Two more. Big breath in. And relax it out. Big breath in. And relax it out. And just like sit in the relaxation. Now hold your breath here for as long as you can. Don't breathe in. Just let's sit here for a second. When you need to take a breath, go for it. But just hold it here as long as you can. Think about the heartbeat inside you and the things you're feeling inside. Forget about everything else. When you need to take a breath in, take a breath in. Oh. So really, like you just you feel you really just held your breath back. there for like a minute without even thinking about it. And it's because we just it like well, it was a little less. You kind of lose track of time, though. I wasn't thinking about yeah. time at all. Yeah. And, like, you couldn't, like, in your normal day, be like, hold your breath for a minute. You couldn't do that. But if you super oxygenate yourself and get it going, that's, like, kind of – those are some breathing techniques. That's, that's, like, the kind Wim Hof of a, thing. It's kind of a quasi-high, in a way. Like It uh, is. You, you almost, like – and the holding the breath thing, like, um, and I should – I, I'll, I'll send you the links for this for this guy that does it. That's where he likes to have you hold the breath, and he says you want to either be sitting down or um, laying down, and you can't you don't want to be driving or anything like that because you can get lightheaded and like lightheaded. sure yeah you can you can like black out basically. Um, but it's like a when you're in that state in that when you're holding your breath like that's where you're totally oxygenated, and he gets into like how it. Like when you were talking about the brain cancer and him holding his breath and the way they were trying to do it, um, that's where this Wim guy talks about how it's you start to regulate the the hormones that are like your that are from your brain stem and all this kind of stuff because the oxygen is like reacting on it and your fight or flight, your your mental stuff, you know, like the when you get adrenaline or you get, you know, the certain things that happen when your fight or flight happens, those take over, you start to regulate those kind of, um, those hormones and those things that, so you can, you can be in a stressful situation and not have like those, like, you know, you're in control, like all that. Yeah. You're more in control and, and the, yeah. And you can, I mean, yeah, it's, it's almost euphoric, dude. Like there's no reason that, Everybody should just do that once a day, you know, like you, it's so good for you. It's almost like it's, a, it's, it's almost a training technique or something. I'm, it yeah, makes me feel like it's like, a, it's like it makes a, you love yourself. Yeah. Makes you comfortable yeah. in your own skin. 
Yes. I mean, because you're actually and spending like, time in your skin, maybe. Yeah, and your moment, you're present. You for ten for, you know, for a minute there, we didn't think about the, you know, the, our minds didn't like make us sad, you right. know, like or we weren't or anxious or whatever, and. You know, or self-conscious. That. That's one thing I always think about. Too. Yeah. Like self self-consciousness. Like you want to have yeah. self-awareness, right? You it's like you don't yes. want to be somebody who's spilling on themselves yes. at a restaurant while they yes. eat. That's self-awareness. Yes. But yeah. It's a fine line between self-awareness and self and, and self-consciousness, which is like a, a de, it's like a deterrent to productivity, right? Like yes. if you're it's like when we sit down and put Completely. headphones on and a microphone. It's like if you're yeah. out of your body and self-conscious, you're not productive. You're not having no, a real conversation. No, you're hovering no. above yourself. It's happened to me giving speeches. It's happened to me having sex. Yeah. It's happened to me. Yeah. And the second I become aware of myself in a space, like I'm not in my body, it, it affects my productivity. Yeah. You know totally. what I'm saying? And Dude, so I mean, that's can... my biggest, that's my biggest problem is worrying about what other people think about me, you know, like, um, and I'm a performer. Like I love being up on stage and I love like, I mean, yeah, I get nervous and like, I kind of fight it, you know, beforehand, but like, I love that shit. But like the reason, you know, I'm sitting on, I'm sitting on like a album right now of, of five songs. I've been sitting on it for five years cause I haven't put it out. Cause I just kind of think the vocals are shitty, mm. you know, but that's just like self-conscious. It's like me, me caring about what other people think about you. And you know, that's like a driving has been a driving force in my life because, well, if you want to know the truth, my parents are like the most loving people of all time, but my dad was sarcastic and he's my favorite person, best hero of all time. But like sarcasm kills creativity and makes kids un, like self-conscious. Like it's mean to be sarcastic with your kids. Like, you know, my brother, he he was like, he always got in trouble. He was kind of a chubby kid with a lisp and like kind of got in trouble. And he just like, like my parents were never mean, but like it was always, there was always this, this kind of like butt of the joke, you know? Mm. And I never wanted to be the butt of the joke. I was always like this, like tried to, I always tried to be the perfect kid because of that. I didn't know it at the time, mm. but like, you know, but my insecurity is deep and it's because of sarcasm. It's really like the. How craziest. did you figure that out? Is that through therapy? Oh man, like uh, that's like ten years ago, fifteen years ago. I just started to realize what sarcasm does in a situation, um, and how like if if you're hanging out with your friends, and you all want to like have a good time and like are laughing, if it's like if the second someone takes it to a sarcastic level on somebody, you know, it just kind of that person might kind of laugh it off or whatever, but it just kind of ends. Because it's in, 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 at the heart of it, sarcasm is picking out something about someone else and making light of it. You know what I mean? And and so, acting like you're above it, by the way. And, you're and, like yeah, you're yeah the point. being like, oh, you idiot, you're this way. You know, but no matter how good a person can take it, you know, there it's you just have those thoughts like at the you know after the situation, like maybe I am this way, maybe that is me, maybe I am, you know, whatever it is, and. You know, but if you if you are silly and creative in your funniness, you can have barrel roll laughters for hours. You know that, you right. know, when you're like making voices with some friends or like you take on a character or like some joke just makes you laugh and laugh and yeah. laugh. It's like stupid, silly, creative, positive fun. 
Well, there's a rule in like, there's a rule. Yeah, there's a rule in uh, improv that that I'm sure there's more than one, but it's I, I've heard that the like one of the main rules of improv is you always go with the joke. Yeah. If someone spins yeah. something build, out, yeah. you have to build no matter w- whether you like it, you agree with yeah. it, no matter how yeah. outlandish it is, you act like it's it's absolutely true and you build on it. Otherwise, it screeches to a halt. And sarcasm, you know, it's that's stifled creativity. And it's, it's, you know what it really is? It's insincerity. Yeah, it is. It you was, ever talk to your dad about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've talked to, yeah. It, um, yeah, 10 years ago, I started talking to him about it because um, just because he married he married a sweetheart that doesn't get the joke. My mom has not got the joke for like 45 years, you know, and like I'm just like, dude, sex, you got to quit like being sarcastic with her. OK, she doesn't get it. You call, <laughs> like, you call them sets. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Big sets. And, is she uh, trying to get the joke? I mean, does she think she gets the joke? Like, what? Uh, what state? She doesn't. She just. She's just a sweet, a sweetheart of a mom. Mm-hmm. Like, she's. She never under. She's always just like, huh? You know, when we're like, when we're at sarc, it's sarcastic. You know, like making, like saying something. You know, or just like giving, saying something that's not really happening, but that's happening, and and she doesn't get that we're messing with her, mm-hmm. and it's just like, it just falls dead on her. Yeah. You know, so. And that's actually how I learned about sarcasm is because I had a girlfriend who um, she didn't get sarcasm at all. And so I would be sarcastic with her. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, it was just silence. <laughs> and I felt like a total dick. And I was like, what is this? You yeah, know? I was going to say, this I, is from me I being feel sarcastic like sar- my whole life. You're one of the best sarcastic joke guys I think maybe I've ever met. I mean, that, that's what's <laughs> well, one of my earliest it. memories of you is, is well, – and my dry humor, like it's dry humor, but I'm not yeah. sarcastic anymore. I okay. really am not. I can count this many times in the past Conscious year that I've been try sarcastic. Not to be. Try, try not to be. I totally try not to be. I, I choose to talk to people and try to just get them telling their stories. I choose to always just put people up and try to always do that because, yeah, it's like. Cause I just want By the to way, be, I agree yeah. with you 100. percent And yeah. I I was raised yeah. by an extremely sarcastic dad, and sarcasm yeah. might, might be my yeah. superpower, and I'm not proud of it, especially as a dad now. Yeah. There's nothing worse than like shooting down the innocent of my innocence of my kids when they yeah. think. Gotta not do it. Yeah. It's like it's it, it's terrible, man. It's a defense mechanism, though, is what it is. It well, keeps yeah. me from having to have a real situation. Yeah. It keeps my dad from having to have a real conversation. Yeah. It 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 it, it separates and, him but, from the. The realness of a moment well and dude it's it's the easier joke because it's easy negative it. but you don't have to do any half yet yes. it's the easiest joke <laughs> to be creative and be positive right. and like be something silly that like takes the situation and like exaggerates some kind of positive thing yeah. like that's harder so yeah mm. it's easy you know yeah. and like are you know and i have like like most of my buddies their dads are all like super sarcastic. I think it's a generational thing. You I know, think. and then their dads are even worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, their dads. I really think. I think. I think uh, their dads may have just been like emotionally absent, and the sarcasm yeah. was a way of dealing yeah. with that. Yeah. Because sure. that kept them yeah. from having to process yeah. the fact that their dads just frankly weren't even present. Yeah. And so they became superheroes at being sarcastic, and so then it trickled down to us. Trickled down, yeah. But, but honestly, now, though, so, like. Here. I, I just I it breaks my heart when I see like my I, when I see parents like especially to like a 
five-year-old kid and then you're sarcastic with them <laughs> but to a kid yeah a nice shirt kid no seriously nice shirt no that's a great yeah. no, sweet no sweet shirt no it's awesome yeah. oh fucking and, nailing it with that shirt it's the meanest thing it really, like, it really is because it's like you like the, to the kid all it is is the person that is the most important there's their whole life is making fun of them yeah. you know and so like that's where your insecurity is from that's where mine is from plus like, it, it conveys the it conveys the issue it conveys the idea that you're just too cool for the situation when you're actually the right. opposite you're actually the opposite like when i'm acting like yeah. when I'm sarcastic i'm i'm giving off the idea that i'm fuck, i'm above this shit when really i'm probably either not understanding it or yeah. intimidated by it or yeah. or uninformed on it and so my way yeah. of having to deal with those three potential things is to act mm-hmm. like that's basically what i'm saying fuck off well and and you know and people like and you always you know when i started like not when i started not accepting sarcasm or just like not doing it like you always just hear i mean i'm just joking dude you know it's just a joke can't you take a joke you know and i'm just like well yeah i can take a joke but i want you know like i want i want to you know it's kind of weird you know like i think I think sarcasm is only cool amongst your boys at the bar. That's the only time it's cool. Yeah. You yeah, know, you're probably right. I, I remember when I because had... Because when I, it's with your family, like people you love, like it shouldn't be like with your spouse. You know, like, I mean, I mean, yeah, if you're both really sarcastic, it's cool to do it. But like, if you do that on a daily basis, like it's, you, there's just a better option. You're and not you're not connecting like as much people, as you can. That's for sure. It's you're not negative con- energy. It's and it doesn't build energy. a connect. It doesn't build a connection. I think there's a time and place for it if you're both on the same wavelength. But as an overall, just like constant, it's pretty yeah. it's pretty detrimental to building a relationship. You're not yeah, going to build a building. Oh. And it's, like you said, you're not, and you're gonna it's you're gonna stay surfaced with yourself too. Like it's one of the things I love about dogs. It's like I actually had a yeah. Christmas, had a Christmas card I put out one year with, you know, little one-liners about each person in the card. And the, the thing I said about my dog is he went the whole year without being sarcastic. Yeah. And, and it was like, yeah, he's just sincere as fuck no matter what. And, it, and, yeah. and like, I was like, God, that's, that's one thing I love about him. He's never turning a joke back around on me and making me feel stupid about it. No, he stays <laughs> up. Well, that's what I keep saying to people. I'm like, listen, man, like spoil your dogs and be sarcastic with your dogs because like, get it out with them just mm. don't do it with your kids like you know spoil <laughs> the dogs and train the kids is what i say you know yeah, but you would like, never do you it would the never, other way around you would never fake throw a bone to your dog and if you did you'd feel so fucking bad after the first <laughs> fake throw. you know what i mean like i've done that and i'm like you never a, fake a dick. Bone? yeah i do but yeah. that's me being sarcastic yeah. to my dog and i'm like i'm a dick yeah. like he sincerely yeah. goes and looks for it and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. God, dude, I'm an asshole. Like, what happens when you do that to your kid, though? Do you like <laughs> fake throw the ball on your kid? No, I don't. I try not to, but I do. <laughs> I do it in conversation. I mean, and I feel terrible. Well, yeah, some way you're fake throwing the ball because they come out so sincere, and it's like, and I condition yeah. them to not be. But I don't yeah. know. Anyway. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's like a it's like a secret it's like a secret poison I think you know and and I like I said I I grew up with it and I love like I love being in like with my guys and being sarcastic with each other on the golf course and shit like that you know like 
I love so it. over the holidays, <laughs> but I go home for Thanksgiving and see your dad. Is he still that way? Knowing what you, not knowing what you think of it, is he still that way? Is it just ingrained in him, or does oh, he try not to? Uh, they they try not to be. Really? You know, they're like, yeah, he tries, he tries not to be, and uh, you know, I mean, to be real, like, you know, my mom just can't really take it anymore. You know, <laughs> like it's like, you know, it's, I mean she's you know she's sad like uh, like in other stuff you know and just like it's like just be, just be more kind and more loving yeah. you know she's having a tough time you know so it's like a big thing and he's really he's really like done like done work and tried to you know i mean we're talking from a guy who loves to joke with everybody i mean yeah. he lives for it he lives for it well, and you, it's all good there, was your dad a viking i feel like i heard that a long way yeah. He played football, yeah, well, right? Yeah, well, kinda. He kinda. He oh. got drafted by the 49ers from. He was at St. John's uh, up in Collegeville up there, so he's D3. Right. He got dra- drafted. Um, that's because he was like six, six four, two thirty, and could oh, run he's a like big a guy. four. He was like a four six forty or something like that. So what he position was fast he and he was D end. Okay. So then he like, um, then he. Uh, made the last cut day at the 49ers, and then he went and paid, played for the New York Stars, which was like the USFL back then. Oh, no there shit. It was like a, a league, yeah. There was like the Charlotte Hornets, New York Stars. It was like a 10-person league or 10-team league. I never even heard of and, that. That was that was yeah, USFL? It, I feel like I, no, I know the USFL. No, no, oh. it was, no, it was called World Football League, but it was oh. like a USFL. It was like a, oh, you know, it was like the Canadian what football year that or been? whatever. 72. Okay. I think it was only for a few years in the early 70s for the wow. Football League. So he did that for a year. Then he came to Minnesota and tried out with them, and he was going to make the team. And then uh, like, I think the story was three safeties got hurt. And so they, he, he came down to him and Bob Lertzema, and they kept Lertzema. Mm, so me. my dad was going to – he was going to be backing up like the – Bench warmer Bob. Purple leaders. Purple people leaders. So he probably had friends on those teams. He knew those guys a little bit, maybe. Huh? Um, he did well. His his friends were from that World Football League. You know, the other guys he just tried out with. You know, okay. for a couple weeks. But the other, you know, he played with dudes and like. Well, the only friends I knew from the football was from the World Football League. Was he so, from Minnesota originally? From Minnesota, Osseo. He was. And, uh, okay. Yep. And then he. Um, um, and then the second year after he didn't make the money, he went back to World Football League and his own teammate, there was like a exhibition game or something, blew my dad's knee out, like the helmet to the side of the knee. And they went in and put like 40 staples in his leg. And he, that was it. Oh. They just, you know, they didn't have any knee surgeries back then. And that was it. So he, and he walked, he walked with a bow-legged limp like my whole life. And then he just got a knee replacement in the last like 10 years. And so now he's walking upright. It's weird. Oh, really? Feels great, huh? Yeah. Well, he just, like, is, I mean, he's standing tall. Like, I mean, I knew him like this, like, oh, wow. my whole life, you know, like. Does he have any of that, giant, giant. any CTE shit or any of that? What's that? Any of that chronic, whatever that, that brain, all that brain stuff that all those ex-NFL guys seem to have? I don't think so. No, he didn't play he long enough. That's yeah, good. Yeah, he didn't, yeah, well, or he just never got concussions or whatever. I mean, he was like a. Man, I mean, it was a violent game back then, dude. Holy shit. Well, and he was, he was like a St. John's. He was like a everything player. Um, but he like, uh, was nose guard. Like, oh. uh, they put, they put him in nose guard. He was, he was in, um, Gallardi's book. 
Um, and he was like in this, he, my, he dedicated a whole chapter, one of Glardy's books dedicated a whole chapter to my dad. Oh, really? Called him a, called him a blue chip player. Okay. You know, cause he was like the, like epitomized the attitude and the, the work ethic that you want in a player. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. He, so he knew Gallardi pretty well, right? Obviously. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He would always go and he'd try, he'd get up for a game or two a year and he would always go visit Gallardi for sure. Well, yeah. And I mean, you know. My dad was, there's only a handful of guys that probably got drafted, you sure. know, out of John's whole career. So, out of Division Three. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool, man. Big sets, yeah. You lived an interesting life, dude. You have. You're still living an interesting I mean, life. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. You, do you see yourself staying in Nashville for a while? Um, no, I actually think I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting the bug to come back and be around the family again. Um, just because I, my parents are, you know, they're turning 70 this year and my brother, he's living out in Invergrove and, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting the bug to go back. So are you locked, are you locked into a lease there or anything like that? Or you can come and go? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. No, my buddy was, my buddy was kept this place and, um, he, um, um, was renting it and but not living here so i came in and took that's over sweet. and sublease yeah so that's perfect can't be hard to come back here and give up all that space that you have there well you know it is but i i'm finding that i'm not like i'm not a guy that like likes to be alone <laughs> like, oh really see i would have thought it's the other way yeah. around yeah i mean you know i mean no i mean i, I suppose with covid it's interaction tough. you've been out of work obviously yeah, that's made it tough for me, like, because I'm used, used to going to talking to 30 people a day. Right. You know, so no but, work uh, at all. What's the situation in Tennessee? Is it still lockdown on restaurants? Um, it's uh, it's just starting to open up where you can have half capacity or whatever. Does that you mean know? you're so working? Been, um, I'm starting to go back, but my work is being d holes and just like screwing up everything, like like just not being cool and like kind of breaking rules and I, I i was the only one wearing a mask in there like for like i came like two weeks ago i had taken a couple weeks off because i worked for my buddy doing manual labor for him came back and like they were just doing it was like six to go people and four cooks and whatever and two managers and none of them had masks on and i was like i came in with a mask on and i wasn't even like really like going to grocery stores and stuff wearing a mask but i was like if i'm going to serve tables they probably want you to have for their sake. Well, I, yeah, but just for my, like, yeah, just for my sake, but also like, cause I'm serving these people and I want them to know that like, we're, I'm not trying to spread whatever this thing is, you know? Yeah. And, and I said something to my manager and they were like, I said, and I didn't come out of them like, Hey, you're doing wrong. I did not. I came out of them like this. I was like, Hey, listen, man, I think you're, missing a huge customer service opportunity here well we have to be under these quarantines by not having everybody in here wearing face masks and running food out to people's cars with the face masks Mm. because it's hospitality industry it's you know like being more kind and overly cautious is a good thing and he was like you know he said and i was like god i'm not i'm not even gonna argue with this guy so well you know the uh, we've talked about it uh, company wide, and we just really feel like the masks um, make it look like to people that we're sick. And I was like, 
like, oh. I was like, I'm not even going to like try and get into this with this guy. You well, know? also, it's probably, I mean, he probably should ask around and see what they think instead of just making that assumption. Well, that's what I'm thinking. He, he because, might be right, but if he's just guessing, that's kind of stupid. Well, and, you know, that to me is just like they're trying to make money and they're scared. They're running and trying to, you know, save their business. I get it. And they want to like make the place as inviting as possible. But that's my whole point is that if you would have if you would have owned the masks and made like like in Sam's place masks and like you know made cool ones and had everybody doing it, all the people would have sang your praises and just talked about how how yeah, marketing kind you marketing. are and how courteous you are during these times and you know like the the three or four old guys that come in here like you know that don't give a shit about whatever that you know mm-hmm. you think that that's your customers. They weren't they they were thinking about their customers mentality before COVID. They weren't thinking about now because people are scared. Like I was running food out to people with the clipboard and the pen and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, um, every time I'd hand the clipboard to the person, they'd be apprehensive. They're like, you know, and I'd be like, Hey, oh, hey, we spray these down after every use. And that was like almost a hundred percent of the people I brought stuff out to. Right. You know? And, and then once I said, hey, we spray the pens down on this, they were like, oh, you know. Isn't it interesting? These, we're yeah. starting to view other people as like uh, balls of germs. It's a weird, yeah. like yeah. so from a social sociology yeah. perspective, it's fucking, it's, it's, it's crazy how quickly other people look like the enemy just for being people. Yeah. It's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, walking around in a store or whatever, and like you're just like sliding Opposite of, you know, you want to like oh, be away from the person. It's so weird. You know, it, it's like everybody worried about the hands, you know, oh, did the server, the people washing their hands or, oh, did that cashier like touch their face and like, you know, touch a bunch of money and lick their hand and give me change back or whatever. But now it's hands and our breath, you know, like, so it's yep. like, now it's bizarre. High, yeah. yeah it's, every, it's, like everybody wants is. to be in a bubble or something. It's, compl- I mean, it's, it's sort of anti yeah. what, it's 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 anti what we are, but it's we're yeah. very quickly becoming comfortable with the idea of seeing our neighbor as like a like a pathogen or something. Potentially, yeah, 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 for sure. It's, it's I mean that's an invisible virus, yeah. But you're thinking, yeah, that person is he's the holder of the yep. the small, you know, yeah. the, the, and the it, aerosol, it happened like that. Make you sick. Yeah, yeah, you're you're pretty much in solitude out there. I mean, are you pretty seeing much, people? I mean. Well, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm going to the store, but like, other than that, I see the people on the farm, I, you know, there's, I probably see like four or five people. But that's very little. Know? I mean, that's not a lot. Yeah. It's not like New York City where you're passing strangers all the time or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so crazy. Like I just, that you know, there's just the whole state of the world. I mean, everybody's that way, like you're talking about. But then it's like all this stuff, it's like the information, there's no way to like think any of, how could you possibly believe any of the numbers or how could you, po- I, I just don't know how to believe any I don't know what it. to believe. Like, I don't know what yeah. to believe. I really don't. No, I have no idea. Like there's too much motivation for governments to not put out the right numbers. There's, too, you know, like, or even businesses, like, you know. They always have like, a secondary I, agenda. Nobody's agenda we, is to have, give you the truth. That's nobody's no. agenda. The truth is nobody's of, agenda. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's not anybody's like Bernie, first. Bernie Sanders was like a truth kind of agenda guy. Maybe like he was like talking some truth, but like maybe. But I mean, maybe. I mean, we're maybe. talking overall here, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, yeah. I just feel I mean, like we haven't heard any Home Depot sicknesses. We haven't heard any grocery store sick. All these businesses, you don't think those right. businesses are keeping those sick cases quiet? You bet. You better they believe they are. They have, <laughs> and they have all the incentive in the world to do that. Yeah, and the governments, you know, like it looks like what China still just has like five thousand deaths, and that's all that happened, right? Isn't that kind of aside? the, the yeah, last China. chart I looked at or something, you know, like, I don't know. I think it's safe to it's say China's a bit of a wild card when it comes to stats. Well, they're, they're, they're a bit yeah, wild. yeah, that's true. I know it's true. But, you know, but we can't, I mean, you can't test everybody or have a lot of tests that like are, you know, big enough sample size to kind of say, right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to believe either. I mean, I have a feeling that the mortality rates are much lower, that the number of people who have it is much higher. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I know I know that it's, I, you know, you talk about it affecting old people in terms of deaths. I worry about my kids psychologically. Yeah. The idea that yeah. they people walk around with masks and, you know, like my six-year-old is very in tune with That's the world. That's a good world. point, yeah. It's like point. he's in these formative years of trying to understand what this fucking place is. And it's yeah. like, it's so much fear in the, in the air. It's like, yeah. I'm like, Oh shit. Like, that's actually, it's going to affect him the rest of his life on some subconscious level. And yeah. so it's layered. It's super layered. Yeah. I mean, like you're totally right. It's, you can't, it's just such a hard concept to grasp. Like I, I think about it. Like I try to just go with like the big things. Like there's no way our government would have wanted us to, go under quarantine and stop these businesses because they they want they want us to be like working they want us to you know like i mean i would think it's want us to generate like, you know yeah i it's think a election, it's an election year like you know unless there's some kind of you know some kind of conspiracy theory with like you know the real people who rule the world kind of thing that they're doing this for some weirdo reason i think there's but, people like, that think maybe they want there's there's people on the far far left that want us to be government dependent so if they put yeah. you in a if they put you in a position to be out of work then what do you need you need you need yeah. you need handouts and i mean again it's it's like you, you got to believe that there are people in really high positions of power who have a lot of influence even over the politicians i mean everybody wants yeah. to blame the politicians if this is going on it's the people yeah. funding funding the politicians that are making yeah. these decisions but it's it's but, I, but that, what i'm saying is like just the fact that we're in quarantine like that just shows me that i don't know how serious this disease is or how you know how fast it spreads or whatever just as much as the other guy does and anybody right. who claims to really know like you don't you don't, don't know. know i don't think the experts I mean, know i know the so expert that, the experts yeah. don't know so i know i know social media guy doesn't know for sure yeah, the experts oh have no God, yeah by the way and i'm one of those social media guys so. well yeah but i just go with like we're in quarantine probably for a pretty decent reason so this thing is probably pretty something that we should just kind of take seriously and that's it. I mean, there's, I don't know, there should be no more discussion. I know this, there's you opportunity know. here. I mean, if you're, if you're somebody who wants to put out videos oh, to inspire yeah. people oh, or do God. any kind of content, oh, people are, God. people are consuming digital content. Like, like, I mean, we were times. already doing yeah. it. But yeah. It's like 10 X. That's yeah. a great time. It's a great time to be entrepreneurial about it. Yeah, totally is. It's like, yeah, people are in their phones, dude. It's like, 
and the stuff that I want to promote is positivity and stuff. Yeah. What's your timeline for coming back here if you do? Do you have any idea? Oh, I mean, probably within a month or two. Oh, moving back here within a month or two? Yeah, like I'm pretty. I'm, I'm dude. I don't have anything out here. I, I mean, like. I Would you have to line up? Seriously, have a couple car for you. Car fulls. What's that? Would you have to line up some work before you came home, or could you come hang for a little bit and just figure it out? Um. I I could I I mean I kind of always have like extra jobs going, so I'm I'm good right now. But yeah. All right. What would yeah. You? So, but I mean, I, but I don't worry about it. I mean, I would come home and I'd work for, you know, I'd get on a lawn crew or some shit like that. If I, you know, if I needed to, or go work with, uh, my boy Jay and, you know, I know Jay, tear, tear, I know, you know, Jay and tear down a bunch of walls or some shit. And I love yeah. Jay. That's awesome. Fucking yeah, hilarious. I, too. Yeah, I still, I, you, you, Jay and Gibbs, when you guys came out to Madison, I don't know what it must've been. It must have been like around 99-ish. Would it have been 99, 98-ish, somewhere in there? You yeah, guys 97, have... 98. 99, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, because, I mean, yeah, it was, that, it was sophomore, junior year. So. There was so, I, I still remember, I don't know that I'd ever seen South Park. I must have seen it by then. But you guys you guys all did impressions of all the South Park characters. You had, you had Gibbs, I think you Gibbs did. Okay, was that Gibbs? I Gibbs felt like, in, in my memory, you guys all did. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, Thanks. And then also you, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're welcome. And I also, I feel like you introduced me to the, the Will Ferrell greatest hits CD, uh, DVD, the SNL. I, I don't, I don't think I'd I ever see, seen Yes. Yeah. Because you oh, did. That, that, is, that sounds like the, the I'll Neil Diamond. The that, Neil. Yeah. Yeah. There was, yes, there was the Neil Diamond. Uh, there was, we had, a, you we were had so a video. into it. Yeah. We made you watch it probably 20 times in a row because and then I was the guy you made all the friends. Yeah, there was like a yeah. trickle down of that. That VHS tape was stolen by the one roommate that was like the weirdo that was like the liar that would like you know charge us more for the bills and didn't pay anything on the electric, you know. He and stole he stole that. Clip. He stole that. I and I can't find that clip. Like there's a there's the um. Like the Neil Diamond, Will Ferrell, Neil Diamond on on Will Ferrell's like twenty, you know, SNL yeah. special thing, but it's not that clip. There's a different one. Well, you could find it on find YouTube. It. You can't find it on YouTube. I would or think, but I, it's been a it's been a minute since I looked for it. Maybe it's out there now. So yeah, I had never seen it, and I remember you. It was like you were promoting it, That's and so I, funny. I fucking I was the guy who like made everybody watch it after that. I passed it along. That's awesome. I I I remember those. I was just talking about my time like last week at, at Wisconsin. Cause you know, I think we went out there probably like six, seven times, you know, in a couple of years and we parted with all you guys, whatever. And I was, I remember the one night, the one thing that's most memorable is one night we could not figure out who sang. I finally found the love of a lifetime. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't know if you were with us that night. I don't remember the that. The entire night. And this but it sounds like something you would do is spend the yeah, entire night. But then the entire night, we went up to everybody. You couldn't Google it. At all the bars, we couldn't Google it. it so, Google. like, our entire night was spent this way. <laughs> and um, actually, we didn't know the name of the song. We said, I think it was like, because it's Firehouse. It Firehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Firehouse. Firehouse. And so I think we know, we're like, what's the song by Firehouse? And nobody knew it. And then there was this, there was this like street guy 
that was like he looked like a shaman kind of dude you know like sitting had a bunch of like blankets and stuff and it was like like he was messing with the people out on the, your main strip there or whatever and 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 we like went up to him and was like hey do you know about this and he said yes and then he like for a half hour made us sit through all of his bullshit poetry and like all, and we were wasted you know so we're like just tell us you know just tell us <laughs> and then finally at the end of it he's like like this and then he just I finally found the love of a lifetime like he sang it that's a great song it, like it is yeah you guys oh, all sing it together power ballads power ballads oh, oh we yeah. started to yeah for sure but like firehouse firehouse was one of the last bands before nirvana came in and just fucking nuclear yeah, did, they right. just they did nuclear bombed that whole landscape yeah o- overnight no no more power ballads no it was over it was so cheesy yeah. and uncool as soon as yeah. smells like teen spirit came out it was the end of it so but worst, firehouse yeah. was right there they were just about to like get big big oh yeah they were yeah yeah they had, they had like a year or two there where they were probably just getting on the big tours and then all of a sudden crash. Hey, do they have another yeah. song like Don't Treat Me Bad? No, who was that? Don't Treat Me Bad. Who's that? No, is that Firehouse? Don't Treat Me Bad. Yeah, there it is. I was hoping we could hear we could get your singing voice in a little bit. Shit. I don't know that song that well. Don't treat me bad. It could be Firehouse, but I want to say it's somebody else. Yeah, you might be right. Anyway, Nirvana ruined it all. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, listen, dude, when you come back in town, let's talk because, I don't know, breathing and stretching as a podcast. The thing about it is yeah. it, it, I want it to be something you want to do. Like, I, yeah. you know, like if you listen to like morning radio now, like terrestrial radio, if you're in the car in the morning or even like local news at night, it's like they have to fill a half hour or they have to fill a morning two hours and the content sucks. Like I have no, I have no desire to create something where you feel like you got to fill an hour or you have to, you have to do three shows a week. Like to me, that's an old format and a whole old mindset. I Mm -hmm. want, I want, I want to do something where the content creators create when they feel like it no different than a facebook post you don't or yeah. a tiktok you don't post something because mm-hmm. it's now it's tuesday night and at six o'clock people expect a tiktok you post something because you're fucking inspired to post something and i think that's mm-hmm. that's the way all content even commoditized you know like mm-hmm. media should be organized now and i and i i want to i want to set something up where somehow you we work together but you don't feel like you gotta you gotta do an hour from six to yeah. seven or do yeah. anything like that. But I think it'd be cool to do well, a fucking pod called Breathing and Stretching. And maybe you have people on that inspire you or people on that agree, you know, have, have your similar perspective or, or, or something. Like, to me, there's something I mean, there. And you want to, like, you want to, like, help me do it? Or, like, I don't know. You yeah. in it I don't know. Whatever? I don't know. Yeah. I think I want to. Yeah, I think I want you to be. So I want Slab to be like a content creation company. Okay. This is just this is just me dipping my toe in the water. And yeah. if I could draw it out perfectly, like. I don't know. Maybe we co-create it, or 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 maybe I can. Maybe let's I do, can. Let's do this. Let's maybe do, I can sell ads against it or something. I don't know. Let's do both. Let's do you and me doing this. Let's just. I mean, we don't have to say we're gonna do it once a week or whatever. But let's let's maybe. just try and do this. Like we'll try and get to like five or six of these. Okay. You know, <laughs> and just for just for the for the pure idea of just creating content. You know, like I mean. Fuck, dude, we had a great content tonight, you know, great. like, and we didn't even try about anything, you know, like, I mean, we talked a lot about me, we didn't even talk about you, you know, like, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. I'm with but you. Let's just do that. Let's just do it as an exercise because 
Okay. It's, we just got to put the shit, you know, get it going. Yeah, and let know. it kind of go then, where, it, where it goes. Yeah, you know, but just, uh, but yeah, but just content. And then, but also too, yeah, let's um, let's talk next week, you know, or later this week or whatever. Um, I would like to do a podcast on my shit about that. Yeah, I think you know, even if it's only five episodes and I never do it again, like I should right. do that. And it can and, be, uh, and it can be fucking, it could be 10 minutes. It could be an hour. It can be whatever. That's, yeah, I think it could just definitely. be what it is at that time. It's, yeah. it's kind of like being in the moment. It's the same general idea, whatever the fuck you want it to be. Are you going to edit like this? I, I that's not Have my you plan. edited stuff. Have you edited before? So when I recorded these, I've, pu- I've pulled clips of, yeah. you know, 30 seconds and on a couple of my threw subtitles in, cause I know people don't always listen with sound on. And I've put yeah. like a, like an interesting clip on social media yeah. as a tease, but I haven't. I haven't put any full recordings on iTunes as a podcast or anything. So, well, I mean, cause I mean, if you're putting clips, I mean, you're basically just, cause that's all it would be is like taking clips of us cutting it up and you could, you could do it however you want. I mean, you could cut it up as much as you want, but put some music on at the beginning and the end, you know, and I've that done that. I've thing. created it, yeah. created an intro and I've created a graphic yeah. and I've, I've got all the pieces there. I just haven't figured out if I just want to lay it out there as a pod yet, or I might just wait till I have like 10 of them so that if people do like it, they can listen to two more instead of just waiting for the next one. But um, yeah. I, I'm definitely going to take like a, maybe like a 40 second clip of the most interesting shit you said and, and post it. Mm-hmm. If you're cool, if you're cool with that. Oh yeah, by far. I mean, and yeah, it'll, it'll I mean, just act as a little, it'll act as a little tease, I think, for whatever it ends up well, being. Well, I mean, I would, I'd like the recording too, you know, like, okay. I, mean, I for the first it's... half, I just like videoed myself doing it, whatever, but I would like to record in too, because like I said, I want to put content out there and I'm going to try to start doing stuff on my YouTube channel that's going to be straight up me giving tutorial kind of thing, but also to a lot of just music videos with just subtitles, just a ton of subtitle videos, because Cool. It's the smartest thing to do for, you know, podcasts right. or any right. video channels because people just will sit there and read it, you know, while they're listening yeah, to it. For sure. And but, I think um, you could, I mean, I, you know, I think you could still leverage your name a little bit. I mean, I, you know, I know that most of the people probably remember you f- from MTV yeah. are our age, but I, I think there's still, there's still something there that you could leverage. I mean, probably. unless you, unless you hated that idea, but I, I mean, there's a, there's a way of still leveraging that somehow. I mean, I, I'm not above like using all that for sure. I, I'm just um, really into like just starting to put the content out there and not judging it and just getting more stuff out there because, because okay. the, you know, yeah, I don't know. It, it's like, uh, I'll send you, I got to send you Gary Vee's stuff and I got to send you women. Yeah, do that. Do that. Um, but um, it's his like Gary Vee's whole mentality is that whole just like um, well, I like know, the authenticity. It's that it's the, it's the uh, uh, total authenticity, all about happiness mm-hmm. and kindness. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. And if you and have by the way, live it. Spirit, live what live you're it. Yeah. Do oh, it. Yeah. Do it. He's all about oxygen. <laughs> oxygen. He's all about action. And like you know, he's and he's talking about instead of being the worker bee and working all the time and bringing home the honey, like. You be the queen bee and like like make everybody come to your honey like and so and the honey is the content okay. is just start telling your story start start getting it out there in all the different ways and put the effort and the work in and then people will 
latch onto you because you're being real and you know like i I mean yeah i mean i could use my name or you know i could put a blurb that says to open the you know, door used to be on mtv yeah i don't even that, mean that, that, that well that might get like you know that might get me a few followers and that might get me a few likes and whatever might get you, know, you a but, promotional interview or something people wanting to ask yeah definitely oh yeah yeah for sure but i think um all right well let me know let me you know i'll reach back out to you but um when you get in town for sure let's meet up if we're allowed to meet up yeah. by then you know, if we're not all still locked down. Well, let's just, let me, let's, uh, I don't know, let's do this next, I don't know, let's do this in a week and just okay. shoot for that and if whatever, you know, cool, next man. Saturday, try it. Works for me. Man, this is awesome. Thanks, dude. Thanks yeah, for it was fun. I enjoyed this. Coming up with the idea, dude. Oh, hell yeah. I didn't even drink my beer while I was doing it. No, you didn't. I had two Guinness. <laughs> it was good to see you, though. Yeah, you too, buddy. This is awesome. All right helps me helps me being out on the farm here by myself yeah right, what do you so what do you do the rest of the night you just done you shut this thing off and hang out and watch netflix or what are you there's nothing you can do no i no i'll probably i'll have a beer and i'll smoke something and probably just jam on guitar all right i got maybe uh, next like time said, will, you, will you play next time oh fuck yeah i'll play anytime yeah I'd like to i got um like i said i got a, a five song ep that i want to release here i'm going to release it june 1st okay. and uh I'll send you the I'll send you the link for the video that we got with it. You'll like it. It's called Living It Up. That's all about being happy with what you got. Cool, man. I would love that. All right. That's a good tease. That's a good way to end it. Yeah, buddy. Well, hey, have a great night. And uh, yeah, we'll just let's just do this next Saturday. And you know, this week we got to change the date or whatever. But let's just try it. Good to me. All All right, buddy. Have a good night. Enjoyed it. Later. Slab Content Company.